According to a new study, people who own dogs live longer, while people who own cats live until their cat doesn't want them to anymore. <laughs> there you go. There you go. That's what we were just talking about. Plotting your demise mm-hmm. every moment. A Philadelphia 76ers fan, that's an NBA team, a basketball team, professional basketball team, and, uh, a 76ers fan says he was kicked out of a preseason game after showing support for Hong Kong. We've seen the video. They're holding signs that say, Free Hong Kong. Um, well, I'll just read the story as it's written. As the NBA continues to deal with the fallout from an executive's controversial tweet, not really that controversial. The word controversial is so annoying. To Actually, me. it's not controversial in the United States at all. It's controversial in China. Right. Why would I give a flying uh, whatever? You know, it's been surrounded by controversy, granted, but... That doesn't make it controversial. Correct. Yeah, I know. That that word is so often misused and, and overused. A man says he and his wife were kicked out of a Philadelphia 76ers game after showing their support for protesters in Hong Kong. Uh, this guy and his wife attended Tuesday night's preseason game between the 76ers and the Gongzu Long Lions. Go Long Lions! Of the Chinese Basketball Association. No short lions around here. <laughs> He told NBC10 that he and his wife were holding up a free Hong Kong and free HK signs in reference to the ongoing protests in Hong Kong. He lived in Hong Kong for years and supports the protesters' movement. We're just sitting in our seats near the Chinese bench in America. Not in Shanghai, in America. As they were sitting, they said security confiscated their signs. He then said they were kicked out of the game during the second quarter by security after they yelled free Hong Kong. We were saying free Hong Kong, what's wrong with that? I've heard people yell some pretty awful things down oh near the bench boy. at NBA games. Yeah. And they get to stay the whole game. Uh, point of order, Mr. Chairman. Are there blanket bans on political signs that and I statements and stuff? I don't know. I mean, if, if I were yelling, uh, uh, abortion is a right, do I get to stay in the... I don't yeah, know. I wonder. Uh, I mean, it's obvious what's going on here, but I just wonder if the Sixers are going to offer up that defense. Positive Sean made an interesting point uh, in terms of the... Uh, the salary cap in the players and their attitudes. Well, yeah, the the NBA salary cap in in no small measure is is based on it is set by the revenue of the league, mm. and so it is it is the players also getting more money by being exposed to more, more markets and getting more sure. revenue in for the NBA. Billion dollars of Chinese revenue means a hell of a lot more money for the players. Wait, right? we love China. On yeah, that, on that note, basketball is very popular in China driven by roots put down for three decades by the NBA and by uh, Yao Ming's popularity. He was the giant nine-foot-two center for the Houston Rockets for a number of years. Uh, The NBA has a China office, and they just announced plans to add a gaming team in Shanghai to the NBA 2K League. And officials in both countries say as many as 500 million Chinese watched at least one NBA game last season. That's our population plus another fifty percent. Yikes! Watch, so our whole—you never get the whole country to watch a game. You know, big ratings for an NBA game would be twenty million people. Mm-hmm. Be a huge. Hit. Oh, that'd be enormous. Yeah, five hundred million Chinese watched at least one NBA game last year. That's wow, incredible! You know, I'm not claiming that these companies—and we talked about Marriott and. And Tiffany and uh, and Mercedes and several others in the NBA are in an easy position. 
I get how if you're looking at billions of dollars in potential revenue, if you can just keep your mouth shut about Hong Kong. I understand that is a difficult call, particularly if you're an international corporation, you have a fiduciary duty to your stockholders. But it is repugnant to kowtow to a totalitarian regime to make money. This NBA story started in uh, Houston, Texas, with a um, uh, general manager there of the Rockets. So you got a couple of politicians from Texas weighing in. Bearded Senator Ted Cruz of Texas said, "Still bearded. We're mm. we're better than this. Human rights shouldn't be for sale, and the NBA shouldn't be assisting Chinese communist censorship." Democratic presidential candidate Julian Castro, who probably doesn't agree with Ted Cruz on pretty much anything, including the time of day. Uh, tweeted, China is using its economic power to silence critics, even those in the U.S. Well, that's true. Yeah, I assume that goes on at some point he says he's against it. Um, I have read a couple different places, as you were just saying. The scale. I mean, okay, you think, all right, well, there's money to be made in a new market, and they're bigger than us. No, it's just it's like a different universe of scale. Mm -hmm. If you have 500 million people tuning into an NBA game, that's just like you couldn't even ever even imagine anything close to that in the United States. Right. It's very much like the guy who runs a little shop in his hometown, and his product product catches on, and and all of a sudden he's uh, coast to coast. And he's got to open a giant manufacturing center, and it becomes a conglomerate from a little shop to a conglomerate. That's moving from the U.S. to China. Well, heck, the which NBA is hard to comprehend since we're the greatest economy on earth. Yeah, but the NBA might be doing the math and thinking we could take, we could leave basketball in the United States, right. and go to China and abandon have, the U.S. and make more money, right? Which is probably true. Yeah, it's conceivable. Anyway. We talked about this a little bit later on, and, and it will be the great question to be answered over the next fifty years. Can can the Chinese, can Xi Jinping, is he going to be successful in getting our economy so interwoven with theirs that we're puppets on uh, on his strings? How, I mean, if you're running, I don't know, or you're working for GM or, you know, you're doing a little radio show or, or whatever you do for a living, and 30% of your company's revenue comes out of China, and Xi Jinping or the next guy says to you, you shut your mouth or you're out. Could your company take a 30% shot in the revenue or 50% or 60%? No. Um, based on some vague principle of, well, they, they do beat and torture and rape and harvest the organs of and oppress and, and they are, they've now stopped all shipping in the South China Sea and they're occupying a bunch of countries and they are clearly marching across the earth subjugating mankind. But can we give away 40% of our revenue? I mean that's that is Xi's uh, strategy, and and we're absolutely playing into his hands. What's the alternative? Separate the two economies. People are talking about that. It's just it's kind of a parlor discussion right now among eggheads and and uh, international relations freaks like ourselves. The idea of what if we just don't trade with them anymore? People are like no 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 no. But if the alternative is the scenario I just spun out for you. Which one do you like better? I mean, there are plenty of people who've fallen under the clutches of pimps and drug dealers and slavers or whatever who realize, oh, my God, 
I'm now so deep in this relationship, I might die getting out of it. That's what our relationship with China could be in, you know, a couple of decades. Companies, some... companies are going to have to start looking past their next quarterly report if they want to make some serious changes and then isolate themselves from the scenarios that you laid out. Yeah, Do they I, want I wonder, to? Do they want to? <laughs> That's the question. Yeah. Um, somebody needs to nail down why these people got kicked out of this NBA game. I'm hoping that it's a, the NBA has never allowed political signs or something. If it turns out China, somebody with China got in the ear of somebody and said, no, get those people out of there. We can't have that. I guarantee That's you, no good. Uh, all it all it takes is the Sixers brass realize that would piss off the Chinese, so they got them the hell out of there. It's as simple as that. The league, Adam Silver, who's a very smart guy, Came out with his look. We're gonna get bald as an egg. Oh yeah, please. he looks like an alien wearing a human suit. <laughs> he does a little bit. Some people shouldn't shave their head. I should go around as a guy with a shaved head and say, "You're you're one of those people that shouldn't shave your head." Be some sort of shaved head counselor. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. You'd serve humanity. You're scary looking. You're scaring my children. <laughs> you look like Nosferatu, the vampire. <laughs> Stop it. You're better off with the good old ring of hair. Yeah, exactly. The classic male pattern baldness. <laughs> Anyway, what was I going to say? Oh, so Adam Silver, who is a smart guy, comes out with this, uh, you know, half-ass-ish, but uh, appreciated statement about, look, we're not going to censor our employees and our players. If they want to speak out on issues, we're not going to stop them. On the other hand, this uh, Maury guy, who's one of the top GMs in basketball, about lost his gig, and still might, probably not, but might, um, for daring to support freedom for Hong Kongers. Well, man, that, that, that message echoed in the halls of NBA franchises. All those employees know what that means. They're not stupid. Nobody's going to say a damned word. And remember, Adam Silver is the commissioner. He's not the owners. The owners who are making all this money and looking at the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow, they told their people officially or unofficially, if anybody so much as says they don't like the Chinese food they ordered last night, you're out of work. So yeah, they just booted those people out because they don't need the, uh, they don't need the uh, the 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 currents. Uh, the uh, what am I trying to say? They don't need the interference with the money train. Mm-hmm. Is there such thing as an addictive personality? You hear that phrase thrown around a lot. I'm uh, interested myself. Yes, I believe is the answer. Okay, among other things, we'll talk about coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. A lot of people in California don't have electricity today for no good reason. It's a measure of last resort, according to the CEO of the crooked utility. (laughs) It's it's 10 mile per hour winds. Last resort? What's the first resort? It's politics. You you won't know that because the... uh, well, the media in California is not doing a good job of covering it. Certainly, the national media is not going to do a good job of covering it. I've Inch seen, deep, as always. I've seen the national headlines to avoid wildfires. Oh, okay. So oh, you have to yeah. turn off the power to avoid wildfires. Right. And nothing of the politics of decades of why, if it gets windy, the power lines fall down. It's all about lobbying and profit and crooked, crooked politicians. And people may have their power off. Hundreds of thousands, maybe a million people might have their power off for days. 
Because it might be a little windy. This is not Haiti. Schools This is not North Korea. Schools closed. Businesses closed. No electricity at home. I tell you what. Remember when Gavin Newsom tries to run for president, my friends, wherever you are, from coast to coast, or the, you know, states of Alaska and Hawaii. um, Remember, (laughs) California is America's Haiti. If you want bums and junkies, power outages and filth, vote for California politicians. I live in one of the towns where they've turned off the power, says this person. I had to eat all the ice cream in my freezer for fear of having to throw it away. I I tell you what, text your address. I'll come help. I I would use that excuse. You know, it's probably going to go bad, so and we hate to waste it. It's kind of a, it's a Haagen-Dazs. It's expensive. So let's just eat the whole thing. I am to ice cream, and it's funny. I know we're about to talk about addictive personalities, but I am to ice cream as the junkie is to their drug of choice. I My love of ice cream has not diminished 1% since I was 9 years old, <laughs> but I just can't go there. Yeah. Luckily, it's one of those things, if I don't have a bite, I'm going to... I could easily never eat ice cream the rest of my life without much effort, as long as it's never put in front of me. But if it's put in front of me, it's going to be hard not to eat. Yeah, yeah. Um, we got uh, this... I'm drooling like a, like a basset hound over here, just thinking about it. We got this text from somebody in California with no electricity right now. I earn six figures, and I'm a flushing toilet away from being a third world citizen. Yeah. That's right. No kidding, bro. You are. And or sis. Your kid's school's closed. Your grocery store shelves are emptied. Your food is rotting. Your food is rotting. You're in the dark. You are a flushing toilet away from being a third world citizen. Right. And it's because there's 11 mile per hour winds. I just, I, I hear in my heart the guffaws of Nebraskans, the derisions of the Dakotans, uh, Idahoans just are laughing so hard there's snot coming out of their nose. And it's, it's gladdening my heart. Please heap your abuse upon Cal Unicornia. Is there such thing as an addictive personality? Asks Stephen Bright, a senior lecturer on addiction from the Edith Cowan University. Stop lecturing me. (laughs) That's what I always said to my lecturers in college. uh, I've read this whole thing. It's going to be hard to boil down to anything that makes any sense. But um, I'm fascinated by how little they know about addiction. And uh, and certainly how little they know about dealing with it, whether it's eating, alcohol, shopping, gambling, it's it's not understood very well. Well, in a time when we have 50, 60, 70,000 people dying per year in the U.S. from opioid addiction, are we still they, are kind of misty on it. Are they all the same? Are they all completely different? Do they share 10% of what's going on? Is it genetic? Is it, uh, do you fix it with a different drug or spirituality or, or or meditation or, you know, what? nobody's certain. I mean, there's lots of different theories, but right. I'm surprised we haven't nailed this down as a species yet. Well, what a, gr- what a great, very simple question. Do, what do a guy who's addicted to, I don't know, what, what would it be, uh, golf? Makes him mad, but he just keeps going back to it. What would be a good... Uh, okay, what, what is an addiction and what's not? Well, there's, right, yeah. there's not a lot of uh, common ground on that. Yeah, a guy who thinks, I really stop, should stop looking at porn. And a guy who's on opioids. What do they have in common? What do they not have in common? Well, how Great about question. one that wastes time, but really other than that is not doing much harm at all? 
versus things that are you know destroying your lives, wasting all your money, ruining or your killing body, you. yeah. killing you, yeah, killing you. Yeah, is it is is it an addiction to uh, to do something that's just taking up time? Probably not the best expenditure of your time. Like I tried games. to give up the NFL and couldn't. <laughs> Maybe porn would be one. Maybe video games would be one. A variety of things. It's, just, it's not. What's what's the harm other than time? I don't know. Please don't send your indignant email saying yes, porn car- causes harm. A lot of people think that. Some don't. Uh, thank you. That, we that, we recognize that. that. That's fine with me. That's part yeah. of my point of reading over this article. There's great disagreement among the, the smartest uh, researchers in the world over which ones are harmful, which ones aren't. What causes <clears throat> it? Is it genetic? All that sort of stuff, nature versus nurture. Is it something that happens in our lives and we're compensating for that and therefore it can be fixed? Or are you just born with genetic makeup where you're kind of doomed? Which is what a lot of people believe. So either genetically or something that happened to me when I was a kid. Either way, I get to blame my parents. This sounds awesome. Fantastic. Yes. Very very helpful. Um, Escaping responsibility. That's the key. This guy's answer is no, there's not such a thing as an addictive personality. Okay. Although when you get deep into the uh, the basis for his reasoning, it's slicing it pretty thin. Mm. Uh, yeah, it's really interesting. I got a buddy who's uh, whose kid's gone off the rail with drugs. There, but for the grace of God, go me now or in the future. Right. But just, God dang it, it's it's rough. Yeah, it is. And. Uh, well, I got I got another thought on that coming up. What do you got coming up in your news, Marshall? Phillips? Well, we're gearing up for another round of power shutdowns in California. It looks like Turks launch an all-out assault on the Kurds in Syria. Uh-oh! Senator Lindsey Graham, for one, is freaking out about this. Yeah, and the personality differences between coffee and tea drinkers. Another coffee study. This is different than the other one. Yes. All right. <laughs> to do a quick follow-up on this whole um is there such thing as an addictive personality i don't know if we should link this article or not uh, i suppose i can send it to hansen and he'll put it on the website because it's pretty interesting and it's um it's not usa today drive-by media uh, half inch deep crap i it's, need a pie chart <laughs> it's, i need it, a pie it, it's pretty interesting <laughs> and, and what's an addiction what's a habit what's a tendency what do you have power over what do you don't what's willpower um, all that sort of stuff, but I, I mentioned I've got a I got a buddy whose whose kid has gone off the rail with drugs, which you know can happen to anybody. It's just uh, God it's heartbreaking, it. man. Oof. Yeah, but anyway, really struggling with it, and it reminds me of what I say regularly when we talk about dealing with the homeless situation and the druggies that are on the street. Here's a guy who's got more vested interest than any government employee could ever possibly have. Him and his wife are trying to help one person and willing to throw all the love, money, and attention at it you can, mm-hmm. and 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 finding it almost impossible. How to get in the, the person w- off drugs, right? Yeah. How in the world is a, a government agency going to step in with a guy who doesn't care at all, has no interest in quitting, and, right. and get them to quit? No, but they're willing to spend zillions of your dollars, your tax dollars, on that phony center or whatever. And I'm not trying to be cynical about it. I j- I, I wish there were an answer. No, I we're just, not cynical around here. We're realists. God, it's 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 rough. Anyway, let's get the news now with Marsha Phillips. Well, as uh, you may or may not have heard, it is predicted to get windy in California. So millions of people in the state are in the process of having their power cut off. Pacific Gas and Electric could shut off uh, power to 800,000 households in northern California 
another 30,000 in San Diego. That works out to about 2 million people. 2 million people. This is politics. This is not just, well, that's just the way it works. If it's windy, you have to turn the power off. That's not the way it works anywhere else in the country. It's not the way it's worked in the past in California. Right. Decades ago when they had... Uh, you know, much less technology. It wasn't like this. It's a politics thing. The news isn't going deep enough to explain that to you. And it bothers me that voters seem to be just accepting, well, what you can't blame them because if they start a fire, they get charged for it. So, no, that's not the way it's supposed to work. You're supposed to have equipment and infrastructure that is sturdy enough to, to stand up to the wind. Right. And not fall over. And they've been making profits that would make you blush for many years while not doing the infrastructure work. Then when that lack of infrastructure maintenance causes many, many deaths, they declare bankruptcy, and then turn off the power and, and, and turn their pockets out. We don't have the money to do it. It's unbelievable. Like famines, it's not crops that cause famines. It's politics. Likewise, this power outage. Uh, California Governor Gavin Newsom is up in arms. He's saying people should be outraged because the utilities haven't maintained their systems. We are going to do everything in our power to get them out of bankruptcy and get them to fix their damn system so this will never have to happen again. This should not have to happen. You've been the lieutenant governor for the last eight years. This is under your party's supervision. Well, it's a good political move by Gavin to make it act like it's something that a private company that cares about profits is doing. How dare they? Um, energy companies have a an agreement with the government. And part of their agreement is they've got to maintain their equipment to a certain standard. Then they weren't. And they didn't have to because they were uh, giving out gazillions of dollars lobbying the people in Bribes. the Cali- bribing the people in the California government to ignore the fact that they weren't doing that. Gavin acting like this is something that these oh you should be outraged. I'm outraged, and they're not going to get away with it. Is pretty hilarious, but I'll bet it works. I find it interesting too. He prefaces that with saying, first we're going to have to get them out of bankruptcy, and then right. we're going to hold yep. their feet to May- the fire." Maybe, since we seem to be in agreement, we think this is a political ploy of some mm-hmm. sort. Uh-huh. Maybe that's it. Maybe it's just getting the bankruptcy taken care of, wiped out by the taxpayer somehow. Right. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Whatever it is, it'll stink. I promise you that. Turkey has begun Operation Peace Spring against the Kurds in northeast Syria, launching air attacks and artillery bombardments ahead of an expected ground assault by Turkish troops that are massed along the border. That's too much out of 1984 to even believe. Operation De- Peace Spring? The Department of Peace is waging war. I mean, that's, that's, that is unbelievable. Yeah, Orwell thinks that's too Orwellian. Senator Lindsey Graham is urging President Trump to quickly change course on Syria. In a series of tweets, Graham said he is praying for America's Kurdish allies who have been shamelessly abandoned by the Trump administration. The South Carolina Republican is one of Trump's top allies on Capitol Hill. He is warning, though, that Trump's move, quote, ensures the reemergence of ISIS. So Lindsey Graham is going, I mean, he is really, really ticked off. U.S. forces have been helping the Kurds combat ISIS in that war-torn region. And American Airlines grounding all Boeing 737 MAX aircraft now into 2020. The airline previously announced it uh, ground all flights until December 3rd, but it looks like they're going to stay grounded even longer. Now, do you prefer coffee or tea? The brand Chidette 
polled a couple thousand U.S. adults and found... Well, I don't go uh, to the ballet or own a cat, so I drink coffee. It's unfair oh, stereotypes. Oh, oh, you know, I'm a man who's uh, taken to iced tea in the afternoon. Oh, iced tea's fine. That's, that's fine. It, it is? Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, what are you in charge of? Beverages now, man? <laughs> what are you, like the beverage police? No, s- drinking your hot tea in the morning and doing that little thing with your bag up and down while you talk. <laughs> yeah, steeping. Instead steeping of just drinking coffee like a man. What if I'm a woman in this scenario? Like a woman. <laughs> anyway, the, anyway, the company polled 2,000 adults and found that creative, introverted, cat-owning, morning people usually prefer coffee. Oh, okay. While <laughs> ha! Take that, Jack! While tea drinkers are more likely to be extroverted night owls. Also, they found the coffee fans were more likely to say they're always on time. Another find, coffee lovers were more likely to listen to punk, rock, blues, and jazz. Check. While those who prefer tea were more likely to enjoy... Listen to their life partner, uh, Sob. Were more likely <laughs> to enjoy classical... And, and, and Buble, Michael Buble. <laughs> country. Josh Groban. Pop or rap. So there you go. Checks out. Yeah. I do like iced tea. That's fantastic. Sun tea. That, my mom made sun tea every day in the summertime. So good with some ice and stuff. Oh, that's good stuff right there. That's good and iced tea, ice. I agree. <laughs> one last note. Pla- <laughs> one last note. Plan ahead and save your money. The Eagles are hitting the road for the 2020 year. Ooh, we'll what's this going to cost? What? And will exclusively play one of their iconic albums. Yes, the band will perform concerts in a number of cities around the U.S., and they will play the Hotel California album in its entirety during each of the shows. Okay. Good. So Nowhere else I could possibly hear that. So. <laughs> that's kind of a cool gimmick that uh, you know yeah. bands are doing now. That's What's the ticket hook. price going to be? They're looking at Dead & Company and thinking, what? You're averaging right. two eighty a ticket? I what can we do? I haven't seen the breakdown of the price, but usually the Eagles tours are among the highest price of all. Well, back when Glenn Fry was still uh, sucking air yeah. and they did their big Hell Freezes Over tour, they really set the bar for bilking yuppies out of their hard-earned money, <laughs> bilking uh, baby boomers yeah. and Generation right. X. Uh, they were the first with the hundred, hundred and fifty dollar yep. yep. ticket I price. Paid and what, I remember a lot of people reacted with shock and horror, but I they mean, filled yeah. the stadium. Yeah, I paid one sixty five to see them in uh, Charlotte wow. in ninety four, something like that. Woo! And that Whoa. was what, that was the first time anybody had ever done that sort right. of thing. It was among my favorite musical experiences of all time. So at least it was uh, at least it had a payoff. But uh, that, yeah, they set the bar, and then everybody thought you can do that. <laughs> and lots of people have been able to do it since. Right. Well, maybe what two forty, two fifty a ticket on this one. I would guess based on what Dead and Company's getting, it'd be something in that yep. in that arena. There you go. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips here. I'm Strong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. It's funny to see those aging hippies in, in embrace capitalism so aggressively. Yeah. You know, when well, you can't make any money off of people listening to this stuff streaming, it just nope. there's no money in that. Nope. Which I feel bad about sometimes. Oh, I do too. I absolutely do. I, mean, I regularly plenty... buy T-shirts. I buy T-shirts from from musicians right. that I'm listening to a lot of their music because I figure they get to keep a lot of that money. I buy I merch yep. from right. their website. Yeah, it's a good way to support your favorite band. Although, you know, I know some some like nationally known world class musicians, and they, unless you're the person who writes all the songs and you're the front person and and you can you know figure out who's making what. A lot of these people live roughly like a school teacher would. 
I mean, they have a house, and it's okay, but they wonder if they can uh, pay their electric bill on really hot months. You know, that sort of thing. Well, what and these, these are people who, in 1975, would have been wealthy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, what did David Crosby say? He had a million downloads of one of the Crosby, Stills, and Nash right. songs, and he made 15 cents or something off that. Mm. A million listens, not downloads. Right. A million listens. Yeah. There, there are bands, musicians, whatever. I've listened to hours upon hours upon hours of their music and never spent a cent. Yeah, other than your subscription, yeah. which gets divided seven hundred and fifty thousand ways, and not the many years ago, if I'd have, if I'd have been that into somebody, I would have had to have purchased half a dozen of their albums. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's got a well. I don't know, is what it is. Times change, man. Yep. It's it, there was only one reason musicians made zillions of dollars in you know the the sixties, seventies, eighties. It's because you had to buy a, a plastic disc to listen to it. Well, and before that, because I've been on this jazz kick, I was reading about the history of jazz. So you had these musicians that were hugely famous before you could record it, which happened in like around 1920. Then as now, the only way you could make any money was to go around and, and, and charge people to come and see you. Play so shows. It's just, so it's basically just gone back to the way it was pre-1920. Yeah. Then all of a sudden, you could record these things, and you could have one hit. And you were done yep. in like 1925. Yep. You, that's all you needed. You've made more money than you could spend in, in, in 10 lifetimes. Yeah, whoops. Because there's only one way to hear it. There wasn't even really, right. it, hardly anybody even had a radio. Um, yeah, so times change. It's just a different thing. It's happening in the radio. It's happening in everywhere. Um, change is the only constant, Jack. Think about it. Mm-hmm. You know, in China, they don't have a word for problem. It's opportunity. I think they do. I think that's uh, <laughs> that would be isn't that the Eskimos? They got two hundred words, yeah, right. words stupid for change language. Right? How, how do, Snow or something? Right. I don't remember. Yeah, don't language, come on, you know. China. <laughs> hey, if you're on Team Trump, you gotta like Trey Gowdy showing up. What? Signed up as outside counsel to the president. Already controversy though, Ooh. Joe. Have you heard what he said in 2012? I probably did, but I don't remember. Stay tuned <laughs> to the Armstrong and Getty Show. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Which, which Gavin Newsom clip is it? The governor of California where he says we got to get him out of bankruptcy. Let's play that one again. Which one is that? We are going to do everything in our power to get them out of bankruptcy and get them to fix their damn system so this will never have to happen again. Ah, this should not have to happen. Yeah, Marshall mentioned that in his news, and a bunch of texters say, yeah, that's it. That's the key to that little uh, soundbite from the governor of California. That's He's sounding angry. Yeah, the power shouldn't be out, so let's just get him out of bankruptcy, and then we're really going to stick it to him because this is intolerable. You right. shouldn't put up with it, and I'm not going to put up with it. The kind of toss away, get him out of bankruptcy thing. Right, exactly. That could be the whole game right there. Yeah, unfortunately, folks, we have to bail them out or else your power will be off all the time. It'll be like North Korea. It's a political game of some sort. The reason a million people have their power shut off is Gavin in on it. Is he wording these things carefully? 100%. With, yeah, I think 100%. so too. I think yeah. he'd have to be incredibly naive to not think they're not working together. How do we present this to the public? to have them put up with a giant taxpayer bailout right. of the energy company. Well, you turn off their power for a couple of days, mm-hmm. and between people who don't watch the news 
people who don't uh, the, the crappy news and the fact that they won't understand it even if they do watch the news. Right. And then people would say, and I might even be in that category, and say, whatever, it's a corrupt state. I just need to have power. Yeah. Right. Um, it'll work. Meanwhile, you got the utilities in question saying, well, all of this is because of climate change, and we're just turning off the power to prevent deadly wildfires. And so it's just, it's so mobbed up. And it's fairly obvious, too, if you take a look at it, but people don't. So, you know, uh, democracy is a lovely idea in, um, in theory. But when government becomes so big and bloated and profitable and, and the average people don't have the time and interest to really scrutinize it all the time, and who does have the time and interest to do that, um, then the, the gangsters get away with, you know, raping the, the taxpayers, the ratepayers in this case, of utilities, and, uh, that's, and on it goes. We got- I'm sorry, it's a really depressing, but it's, it's corruption. It's, it's endemic to mankind. We get a fair number of texts from people who've been to concerts and paid quite a bit for tickets, um, just like regular tickets. And we're not talking, you know, you went on StubHub and got front row. Um, and this is just the thing. If you think you've got the crowd, usually it's a bit of an older audience that will pay the money. George Strait's concert tickets are $250 to wow. sit down on the floor because wow. he's a country artist wow. whose heyday was 80s and 90s. Mm-hmm. So it'd be people are, you know, in their 50s. And yeah, let's go out and see George yeah. Strait. And- Drop down that kind of money. Listen, I'm, I'm, who am I to tell you how to spend your money? Do whatever you want. Uh, I do see people paying five, six, seven hundred dollars for Broadway shows. Oh, absolutely. A- and I'm not going to get six hundred dollars of enjoyment out of that compared to watching the touring company next year or whatever. Uh, people regularly pay two, three, four hundred dollars to see an NBA game. Mm-hmm. I like the NBA. I think it's grossly overpriced. I won't pay that. Yeah, I, I, I spent a lot of money for uh, tickets right behind the bench to see LeBron last year for my dad's birthday two yeah. years ago. Yeah. I thought I felt like it was worth it. It was worth yeah. it for him and me. It was being there that close. Yeah. That was pretty damn cool. Yeah. It's that in-between thing where you're, I'm pretty far away. I could see it up close from home. It's got to be better than the TV experience yes. yeah. to start with. And the king you. of that is the NFL. Uh, I don't I'll know if I'll probably I've, end up with an N- at an NFL game again, but I've been to plenty of them. I want to watch at home. I don't know if I've ever been to an NFL game with a really good seat. I don't know what that experience is like. Mm. NFL, it's pretty good. I mean, NBA, it's, it's a different it's a different thing, but the seats are so freaking expensive. Yeah. yeah. Armstrong and Getty announce the boarding of the Final Thoughts Express. I like that. It's kind of charming. Here's your host, Joe Getty. Odd. Let's get a final thought from everybody to wrap up the uh, the dealio here. It's Michelangelo pressing the buttons in the control room. Michael? All right. Nine months from now, look for a lot of babies to be born from the great October 2019 blackout. Yes. <laughs> I always like that hilarious yeah. idea that, well, the electricity's out. I guess my wife's going to want to jump on top of me and have sex right now. Well, it's dark. Come on. <laughs> Nothing else to do. Marsha Phillips, our esteemed newsman. Well, I talked to a friend of mine who lives in one of the powerless areas of California, and he was saying, Marsh, I didn't think they were really going to turn the power off. So he goes to the local hardware store, and it's mobbed. 
Yeah. You know, I mean, batteries, everything, they're, they're selling out like crazy. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping to get a little ice on the way home. I doubt I can. Positive Sean, producer, final thought? Yes, as the the story between the NBA and China continues, uh, I was curious as the, the coverage of ESPN during the initial breaking of the story was very much lacking. Turns out there's a reason for that. So the, the senior news director of the Disney-owned ESPN sent a memo to shows mandating that any discussion of the Daryl Morey and China story avoid political discussions about China and Hong Kong and instead focus on basketball-related issues. Wow. So ESPN got the marching orders from China. The mouse is in bed with Xi Jinping. Unbelievable. Jack, final thought for us? Like this headline from the San Francisco Chronicle, PG&E plans nearly $11 million in executive performance bonuses. You should be rewarded for your performance, turning off the power. Although, if they strong-arm the population into signing off on a bailout, Mm -hmm. you should get a bonus, because that was pretty good good maneuvering. I tell you what, they're really good at their jobs, which is screwing taxpayers. Uh, Final thought. uh, It just flitted out of my head. Oh, if uh, if you're for Team Trump, you got to love the hiring of Trey Gowdy as outside counsel to the president. So instead of Rudy Giuliani <laughs> blabbering and, and wild-eyed and contradicting himself, you've got one of the sharpest uh, tools in the shed, Trey Gowdy, out there uh, 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 speaking the uh, you know speaking the gospel. He's not a team player though, and sometimes he says things that aren't uh, you know aren't going to be to the liking of Trump. Will he last? We'll see. He's being paid. I think he will. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people to thank. So little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. We'll see you tomorrow. God bless America. You having a good time? Okay, I, I did not say okay. that. I've sat here for over three hour and 15 minutes. <laughs> that sucks. If you wish to leave, you may. Let me just say how very, very dismaying and disappointing. Not uh, good. And just... Change the channel from this mesmerizing horror show. We'll be better tomorrow than we were today. Then we heard the words. It's over for me. Adios, mofo. Okay, so we're, we're, you're, we're dismissed, is that correct? Do you want to rephrase uh, what you're doing? Climate change? Why didn't you blame the evil spirits? Armstrong and Getty.